Dennis Knight at the 50-yard line podcast for this week. We're looking at uh, three big games on the horizon Friday night uh, for local high school teams. We're taking a look at how these teams are, are coming in to the big games after last week. The first team we're looking at is Benedictine. The cadets are coming off a 33-23 to 23 loss at Buford over in South Carolina. And uh, Danny Britt wasn't, wasn't too happy after the game with his team's performance, but senior quarterback Holden Gurner had another strong performance. He uh, was 25 of 37 for 287 yards and a touchdown. And the passing game was clicking pretty well. Junior Zaquan Bryan had eight catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. And senior Cam Edge had a career high 105 yards receiving on 12 catches. Justin Thomas showed off his big play ability once again after Buford methodically went down the field for like an 80-yard touchdown drive on their first possession. Thomas ran back the ensuing kickoff 90 yards for a touchdown to bring BC right back into the game. He added a 44-yard scoring run later and uh, just showing off how quickly he can turn a game around with his athletic ability. Uh, JT has committed to play baseball as a center fielder at Georgia, but he's also a great football player. Benedictine had some mistakes that really proved costly. Five drops uh, by receivers and a pair of turnovers. The five drops uh, came in real critical times. Two were in one series, one on a that would have converted a third down. where The guy was wide open and, and dropped it. But uh, BC also had Thomas Mufta, or he fumbled on a punt return. You can't blame him trying to go, trying to make a play with two guys on him because he had made one earlier, proved that he could. But this one, he ended up fumbling, and it was a costly turnover for BC. Uh, the cadets had an apparent fumble recovery early in the third quarter, but the Buford runner was ruled down after a long, long consultation by the referees. And it, then the uh, Eagles went down to get a field goal. So that was a possible 10 point swing there because it was deep in their own territory. But uh, yeah, th- the BC defense allowed 428 yards of total offense with 276 coming through the air with Tyler. Tyler Haley, the left-handed quarterback for Buford, had a big game. And then Amari Morris rushed for 120 yards, tough yards between the tackles. I think that cadet defense will do a lot better this week They're, as the cadets are hosting North Oconee, which is off to a one-and-two start. You could tell Danny Britt was uh, he's going to be having these kids with their nose to the grindstone this week. And, and he and uh, defensive coordinator Galen Houston, I think we'll get that defense doing a little bit better job against North Oconee. BC is still ranked number four in Class 4A uh, by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So they they really need to get into the win column this week as they have a tough schedule coming up after that with teams like Wayne County, Ware County, and Burke County before they get into their region schedule. Another game on the horizon this week is Savannah Country Day getting back at it against Metter. Metter is 2-0. They're ranked number four among Class A public schools in the state by the AJC. Country Day is 2-0. They started out with wins over Bullock Academy, a 34-14 victory, and then they edged ECI 22-20. Last week, their game was canceled when Beach had COVID issues and had to cancel their game at Garden City Stadium. But uh, look for Barry Kleinpeter to have another big game, the senior quarterback, 
has run for 182 yards and two touchdowns and passed for 185 yards and three scores in the first two games. He's got a real great chemistry with the senior speedster, Kenny Odom, who has seven catches for 134 yards and two scores. Metter opened up with a win over Swainsboro, beating the Tigers 32-20. to And then they rolled over South Effingham 62-31, to beating a Class 6A team when they're, when they're a single-A school. So Metter is a tough team, and this should be a good matchup for the uh, Hornets coming up. Another big one this week will be New Hampstead uh, as they're on the road facing Brunswick. Both teams are undefeated. New Hampstead improved to 3-0 and with a blowout win over Savannah High last week. Junior quarterback Polly Seeley was 8 of 11 for 153 yards and four touchdowns. He hit Toriano Bias on a touchdown pass. Bias now has four on the year. And Caden Sonneben, the tall tight end, had two touchdown catches, three receptions for 60 yards in the game against Savannah High. He's got three scoring pass, scoring receptions on the year. This is uh, New Hampstead came into the week ranked number 10 by the AJC in Class 4A. That's the first time the Phoenix have ever been ranked in the top 10 in their history. So it's a big thing, and uh, it's kind of to be expected under Kyle Hawkman. He's in his third year leading the program. He came from McEachern. We had a stellar run of over a decade, uh, earning a reputation as one of the most the best coaches in the state, one of the best high school coaches in Georgia. And he's living up to that reputation, the way he's turning around the program here at New Hampstead. Now he'll face his biggest test yet as uh, they go down, down the coast to face Brunswick. This game will be at Glen County Stadium Friday night. The Pirates are 2-0 and on the year. Uh, having reached the second round of the Class 6A playoffs last year, they are ranked number nine in 6A by the AJC. There's an added layer of intrigue in this one as Thomas Tedder is the defensive coordinator for the Pirates. He was at Johnson for a spell, then he then he was an assistant at Jenkins before he took he went over to New Hampshire and took over as an interim coach for the Phoenix, helping leading them to the playoffs the year before Hawkman was hired and brought in. So that should be a good game. Before we uh, go to our on the 50-yard line interview with St. Andrews coach Blake Henry, we'd like to give a little plug about our our coverage here at the Savannah Morning News. If you want to know what the latest is going on with the Georgia football team, which high school football teams are hot and which are not in the Coastal Empire, or how about the Savannah State Tigers as they get back to going full-time on the march with their football program? We have all that covered and more, including news, features, and opinion columns at SavannahNow.com. If you aren't already a subscriber, now's the time to try us out. You can get full access to our digital content for a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to SavannahNow.com forward slash subscribe now and sign up. And now we go to uh, an interview we did at St. Andrews last week with Lions first year coach Blake Henry, who came down from Virginia take over the program. He won his first game against Bethesda two weeks ago, and he talks about that experience, what it was like playing that first home game of the season. Um, when this interview was done last Thursday, it was the next, or last Wednesday, I believe, the uh, St. Andrews found out they would weren't going to get to play their game against John Paul II, who had to uh, cancel their game because of COVID-19 issues within their program. 
But St. Andrews will be back at it this week. And here's Blake Henry talking about what it's like to take over on the marsh there on Wilmington Island. So, Coach Henry, this is your first year at St. Andrews. You came from the Potomac School in Virginia. Uh, he's a former all-ACC lineman at Wake Forest in his playing days. Um, first of all, what's the biggest difference between Virginia and Savannah? What's the, what struck you as the biggest difference so far? Well, just from a lifestyle standpoint, traffic. Uh, I lived in Northern Virginia, and the Capitol Beltway is a beast. Um, so. Uh, it's a lot easier to drive around in Savannah, um, I think, but from a football standpoint, people are a lot more serious about, uh, about football in Georgia. I get a lot more uh, uh, interest and in, in questions when I took the job, and just from a workout standpoint, we had 95% of our kids attend every workout all summer long. Never had that when I was in Virginia, so just commitment level is a big difference. Okay, so you had your first game last week, a big 27-20 to 20 win over a crosstown rival Bethesda. What was the atmosphere here like for that game? Oh, it was great. You know, uh, uh, Bethesda brought a good crowd and, and, and has, a, has a good, well-coached team, a physical team, and there's a lot of excitement in the air around St. Andrews Athletics. I think with our new athletic, athletic director, Amanda Waters, and we got a lot of new football players this year, so it was, it was pretty electric. Great environment. Well, two of those new players are, are Zayden and Zaire Edwards. Zaire had been a basketball star here, um, an all-state pick for Giza last year, I believe, and he's a junior now, and he's playing with his brother Zayden as a freshman quarterback. Yep. I guess they combined for 290 yards together of offense last week yeah. from what I'm hearing. Can you tell about uh, the impact they had and what fans can expect for the rest of the year for these two? Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think think and hope more of the same. Uh, I mean, two electric guys, young, and his eye is a junior, and Zayden's just a ninth grader, starting quarterback on varsity, right? It was really good. Um, but just they play with a certain level of confidence. They're really good athletes. Um, and they kind of think they do a good job of calming the other guys around who are more new to the game. But uh, those guys are studs, and, and we're happy to have them. Are there any other guys that were real game changers in the win over Bethesda last week? Yeah, our senior class. We had Cameron Helles starts at center and defensive end for us. Anthony Casilka and Ethan Bland both share running back roles and start on defense. Um, they, you know, they played a ton of snaps and committed a lot to the program in the last few years. They were, they were really good players for us Friday night. Okay. And what's the biggest challenge taking over here? It's a much smaller school than where you were at up in Virginia. Um, what's the biggest challenge you're facing in your first season? I think just building the culture. You know, St. Andrews is known for uh, uh, being a really good academic school, and now we're switching that culture to, hey, you can pursue really high academics, but you can also be a great athlete here. So teaching the kids the importance of balancing their time and focusing on the moment and giving everything they got when they cross those white lines. And I, I think that's, that's the biggest challenge. Okay, Coach, and what are the goals now this season and then going forward in the future for the program? I think the goals are for this season to teach our kids to play the game. You know, we have a, we have a, 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 a wide selection of, of kids and we have some experienced guys and some people who are new to the game. So t balancing, uh, keeping the experienced guys sharp, but, but um, teaching the, the new kids the game of football um, is important. Uh, challenge for the season just improve week by week I want to see uh, that that we've we've started here and ended here regardless of our record that we've improved we got one percent better each day okay well, thanks a lot coach thank you appreciate it